Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us. Today we're diving into Mark chapter 10. We've got a lot of ground to cover. So we'll just kind of walk through the chapter, um, highlight some key points with you, and then try to um, just get get through the the many, many verses. So Clark's going to kick it off. Yeah, the first 12 verses or so are dealing with this theme of divorce. And as we talk about this, we're fully aware that most of us today have been impacted by divorce, whether it's in our immediate family or you know Mm -hmm. somebody who... um, you know, you extended love and care family, about extended yeah. family, good friends that, that have been impacted by this. So the Pharisees and Sadducees, the disciples are talking about this, and the Pharisees are trying to test Jesus. They right. have ulterior motives, and they want to know. They're trying to pit Jesus against other religious teachers of that time and to, and to divide mm-hmm. the crowds on, on who right. Jesus is and like why he's legitimate and good. And so they asked him in verse 3, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? What did Moses command you? And uh, they talked about how Moses permitted a certificate of divorce. Mm-hmm. And in this time, there's really two sects of thought. One was a more conservative branch that followed a certain rabbi that was like, no, right. you, you can't like divorce. And if you divorce, it can only be like with adultery or whatever. The other group was very uh, progressive for their time. And it was like, if, if a woman burns your sandwich, mm-hmm. you can get divorced. And... Yeah. So they're trying to pit yep. the crowd against Jesus and like, what, what's he going to do? What is he going to do? Yeah. And here Jesus is explaining again, like the seriousness of this gift and mm-hmm. the weightiness of the sacred gift of, of marriage. And he's like, your hearts were so hard in the Old Testament. God permitted Moses to give a certificate and it did not bring God joy. He did not want to do this. And people fight about this today. Like, yeah. well, then what grounds can well, someone is, be how divorced is it yeah. and remarried biblically? And the, the clearest version here is um, with... Uh, adultery. If someone has sure. an affair, yeah. then the person who was cheated on has the, the right biblically to divorce and remarry and move on. There is one chapter, I believe it's First Corinthians 7, that talks about abandonment mm-hmm. being a strong reason for this as well. This is debated, but in my opinion, it seems like the scripture is clear there. Mm-hmm. If someone's left, just totally left, then what else is supposed to do? It seems like they're no longer bound mm-hmm. to that relationship in those circumstances. But at the end of the day, Jesus, again, just verses like 10, 11, 12, he's like, anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery. Because it's such a high yeah. picture of marriage pointing to God's relationship with his church. Yeah. And that God's not unfaithful. He's not leaving. Mm-hmm. People have been unfaithful all throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. Right. That's today. We're giving our heart to other people and other things of this world. But here he's saying, hey, this is serious. Mm-hmm. So honestly, when it comes to those considering marriage, more and more, yeah. we're like spending time as we mentor young, younger couples, they younger than us. Like, hey, this is a huge decision. And oftentimes we're making this really beautiful and good decision, weighty decision when we're young and have very little experience in relationships. Yeah. So we're trying to paint this beautiful picture of like, here's what you're signing up for. Here's what your vows mean. This is a really serious thing. You don't yeah. just fall into love and fall out of it. That's yeah. not really a thing. Like, this is a big gift. And so that's why Jesus begins talking Mm. about divorce. I appreciate how he goes all the way back to the account in Genesis and creation and just kind of reminding us, like you said, like what this relationship is all about. And then, yeah, just grateful, too, for how people have walked with us. Um, We have couples class. We've got stuff for families, people who are cohabitating in Emmanuel. So it's a gift to be a a part of a church, too, that really wants to rally around people 
um, that desire to be together, two sinners that want to come together yeah. in the covenant. That's and been so fun, especially coming out of COVID. We have a lot of people come into the church now, single parents or people who are cohabitating that are open to following Jesus yeah. and open to marriage. And so yeah. we're encouraging people, we'll do your wedding, let's get going, let's yeah. get this party started and um, it's a good thing. get community and support to help you in your marriage. Right. It'll be a, a beautiful gift. You guys, the next thing that comes here is uh, just one of my Kiddos. favorite sections Yeah, <laughs> in, the, in the, this chapter, and it's all about the little children and Jesus, and yeah. I love Jesus' response here. So you've probably heard this, uh, but people are bringing children to Jesus, and they want him to place hands on them. They want a blessing from yeah. Jesus, and the disciples are, are you know really on their A game, and they just say no. <laughs> and so... Jesus' response um, is just really wonderful. So he's indignant, first yeah. of all. And then he says in verse 14, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, this is verse 15, Truly, I tell you, anyone who does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. What's, he getting, so, at? What's he getting at there? Well, that's another thing. This is actually a really important section, yeah. not just because we want our kids and young ones to know and be blessed by Jesus at the time, but because... When Jesus says that, that you will not receive the kingdom if you don't enter like this, he's really helping the disciples at the time in the, in the crowds to understand. If you think of a child, what do they bring to the table? What do they bring to the relationship? What do they bring to the kingdom? We're not talking about temper tantrums. We're not talking about <laughs> those or, or maybe we are. <laughs> when it comes to the kingdom being a gift, who are the best gift receivers? Yes. And they're 100%. It's going to be kids every time. Yeah. What am I getting for Christmas? What am I getting for my birthday? Just expecting and yeah, and longing. even giving gifts. Like our kids yeah. love giving oh my gifts. Like, oh, we're going to wrap it up and then try our best to keep a secret. Which doesn't happen. Never happens. I know. Get it from the, the <laughs> men in our family. My father and my father-in-law, you tell them Can't anything. Can't keep a secret. <sighs> yes. Everybody's going to know. We, when you look to at the time, what, 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 was, what was going on at the time, you know, kids kids didn't live very long. They, mm. The Roman Empire, I mean, there was such a, just a minuscule vision of children and who they were in the kingdom. So for Jesus to hold them up and to say, hey, let them come to me, don't hinder. And in fact, mm -hmm. they're the ones that got it right. They're the ones that get it right. It is just a huge gift, I feel like, for us to to picture this in our mind's eye. One of our famous, or one of our famous, one of our favorite um, songwriters, Shy Lin, this is in his Jesus Kids album. Oh, There's a great. song that I think it's literally called Jesus Kids, this song. Yeah. Anyway, and he t he references this. And I love, he kind of does a voice of Jesus in the song where he goes lower. It's your favorite part, yeah. And it is because it represents like the indignation. Isn't just Jesus saying like, hey, you guys, you know, just let him come in. It's saying like you, I'm, I am, I'm having righteous anger. Like you are not doing the You're correct thing. You're misrepresenting who I am and what my kingdom's all about. Yes, you are yeah. misrepresenting me. Yeah. And so this is one of those things that. It's a fun story to read, and I love the idea of the picture at hand that we mm. have, you know, parents bringing their kids to be blessed by Jesus, not just to sit on Santa's lap or not just to receive some kind of superficial um, gift, but for them to come to the, ma the rabbi, the Messiah, and to receive. I love that. And then at a deeper level for us to remember, this is who we are called to be. This mm -hmm. is how we're called to enter the kingdom, that we're called to enter to to be recipients of grace yeah. and to be joyful about it and, and grateful. Yeah, and Jesus, as Mark keeps going, mm -hmm. he wants to make it really clear, like, hey, here's what my kingdom's all about. So this young rich yes. guy shows up. That's He's like, next, hey, yeah. I want to join your party. I want to join the kingdom of God. Right. Like, what else do I have to do? 
And, and if mm. you look at this, the Lord's telling them, hey, you know, don't commit adultery, don't steal, honor your parents. He feels good and about in it. Verse twenty, he's like, <laughs> teacher, I've done all these things since I was a boy. It's yeah. like he's really excited. I've checked the boxes. I've obeyed the rules. Yeah. I haven't killed anybody. I'm doing really well. So, what's next? And Jesus says, one thing you lack. Go and sell mm -hmm. everything you have and give all your money to the poor. And he totally touches the nerve, the idol in this young man's life. Yep. And the guy walks away sad. Right. Because Jesus knows, like, hey, this is where your love is. Mm -hmm. It's in your stuff, your, mm -hmm. your earthly things. And what's so interesting about this, you could cut this uh, up in many different ways. But one, the, the, this young man thought because he did certain things, then he right. was like now worthy or at least good nearing, standing yeah. yeah good standing with god and that's the whole do versus done approach to christianity we share this at emmanuel when it comes to sharing your faith here's a really simple framework for doing it religion is spelled d-o do i do these things yeah I, I honor my parents i was good when i did that you know i i didn't steal i do i don't steal it's a good thing i, I do other things and jesus is like you're still missing it because it's all about what christ has done while religion is d-o Christianity is D-O-N-E, done. Yeah. And then there's the invitation to follow him, yeah. which is what Jesus extends to this guy mm -hmm. in, uh, in verse 21 and 22. He's mm -hmm. like, come on, come follow me. Yeah. And the, il the illustration I have in my head is that of like someone trying to make tea. Sometimes if you want a good tea, you have your hot water and you grab your tea bag and you're like, uh, all right, I, I didn't steal. Plunk. I read my Bible today. Right. Dunk it once, pull it out. I went to church this week dunk it and pull it out mm -hmm. and if you drink your your tea it's going to taste like water because you just dunk the bag in yep. a, a couple times because you, you did something where for us as christians mm -hmm. the call to follow jesus begins in what christ has done and you have to be saturated in the things of god and the mm -hmm. relationship with god and so your bible reading your prayer your christian community your silence your solitude your worship your fasting your giving of your tithes and offerings your keeping of sabbath that's a full-on saturation yeah. of allowing God and his kingdom to fully come into every area of your life and for you to be there. And this guy was sad because he's like, I want to be part of your team and the kingdom, but here's some areas of my life I don't want to fully submit to you. I like the part two in verse 21 before we move on where he says Jesus looked at him and loved him. Yeah. Because I think that's like, you know, sometimes we read this because the man walks away sad be, or he, he puts his face down. There's almost um, as we read it, it's like, oh, man, Jesus, come on. Like, we, you know, we want him in it, too. But hmm. he, Jesus does, too. He looks at him and he loves him. And so you made a note about this word in Yeah, in And how that's like it's like super, Superman's yeah. it's like Superman's vision. And yes. was like God's able to see all of this man, his mind, his body, his soul, his motives, everything. Mm -hmm. And God knows like what was hanging this guy up. It was his stuff. And, and so it is with us. Like as yeah. we, as, as Jesus looks at us, the invitation is for full surrender. The invitation to Jesus is for every single aspect. So it's for your finances, your sexuality. It's, it's for every single yeah. aspect of your life. And Jesus he is, um, he knows us the way that he uses that in blepo vision and he knows what's going to hold us back yeah. and what issues are going to hang us up. And so the invitation for us to th is the same as this, as this rich young man for us. It, he wants all of us to come after him because and, that's the only way we can experience yeah, receive him. Receive this gift, uh, freely like a child. Right. But he unpacks a little bit more verses yeah. 24 and 25. He says, you know, children, they can enter the kingdom of God because mm -hmm. they're good at receiving free gifts. He's like, but it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who's rich to enter the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. My parents taught me something. And again, this is debated. But when they went to Israel, 
they talked about how the eye of a needle was considered to be a small door in, in the Middle East at right. this time. And for a camel to get through this small door, which is like the eye of a needle at the time, it'd have to get on its hands, its knees, mm -hmm. its face, and kind of crawl in, like humbly, make itself smaller. And mm -hmm. so whether that's right or wrong, it's really interesting to think about. Yeah. For us to enter into the kingdom, we're receiving a free gift. It requires humility. Right. And us like lowering ourselves mm -hmm. and submitting ourselves to God and to his way. So then the disciples' reaction what is do we do? like, okay, how do can we do this? They're in? like, hey, yeah. verse 26, then who can be saved? This is so mm -hmm. hard. And God's like, hey, with man, this is impossible, but not mm -hmm. with God. All things are possible with God. Then Peter speaks up. We left everything to, to follow you. Yeah. And again, it's like the disciples left their reputations, their jobs, their family. And all too often, we just get caught up on, here's what I did. Here's right. what I think I'm called to do. So does that make me worthy? And the Lord's pushing back, saying yeah. like, no. And it's different than everything the world tells us when you want to accomplish something. You want to become somebody, you go to the university, you pay all the money, you get the degree. You want right. to lose weight, you go to the healthy store and get food, you go to the gym. You mm -hmm. want to whatever. And and for the Lord, it begins with God. Right. Saying, you come to me because I f actually first came to you. Respond. Right. And come in humbly and, and lower yourself. And mm. you'll never regret it. And so we control a lot of the things in our life. But for Christianity, it's simply us responding to what God has initiated and started. Mm -hmm. and, and it's a really good gift. And then God gives him an encouraging word. He says, truly, I tell you, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me in the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present mm -hmm. age or this age to come. So he kind of transitions now. He's going to predict <laughs> his death. He's like, all right, guys, just so you know, again, here's why this is happening. I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. And they turn their attention towards Jerusalem and Jesus and the disciples are walking there. Yeah. And within the biblical framework, the meta narrative of the, of the Bible story, this is a really crucial scene because mm. it's like the disciples are returning to, to Jerusalem, which is also right. described as Zion mm -hmm. and, and throughout the Bible. And it's like Israel is returning to Zion. I put some scriptures here from Isaiah because yeah, that's helpful. the whole Bible is like referenced this point. Mm hmm. And it's like Isaiah 35, 10. The ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be on their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy. Sorrow and sighing shall flee away. You want to read the next one from 42? Sure. The Lord goes out like a mighty man, like a man of war. He stirs up his zeal. He cries out. He shouts aloud. He shows himself mighty against his foes. So you understand how this has been a long time coming. Yeah. Like this, these these scriptures aren't just again like they're not just in here for so that we know part of the story. It's yeah, it is in here for that, but it's also so that we understand like how how cosmic this story is that we're learning that Jesus has come and He is the guy. There's a quote from um, a theologian named Marcus. A right? theologian named Marcus, yeah. and he says the fearful trek of the befuddled. Bedraggled little band of disciples is the return of Israel to Zion. This is a, this is a big deal. In yeah. Jesus' suffering and death, there are the prophesied apocalyptic victory of the divine warrior. Jesus goes to Jerusalem not to triumph in a military campaign, but to die and to win the war against sin. So again, you see how we've talked mm. about this, how Jesus is revealing really all of scripture is revealing how God is going to reconcile himself to his people and it's coming it's coming in a man named yeah. Jesus and and we just like the disciples so often instead of reminding ourselves that we're made in the image of God we have made our our God in our image we want to understand 
Hmm. Um, you know that how Jesus is going to win. It's how is he going to overthrow Rome? How and it, and he's going to overthrow them by dying on a cross. That's yeah. what's coming. Yep. And and so with this though too is. Uh, they still don't get it. They just, they, they're they like, we want to be part of it. Because then the James disciples are like, all right, we're all in. And then James and John are like, can we sit at your right and your right. left hand? And Jesus, up to this point, has talked about lowering ourselves, humbling ourselves, receiving first this will last. Yes. First will be last. Last will be first. All these things. And they're like, all right, we're going to sit on the thrones with you at your right and your left. And Jesus is like, you still don't understand. You don't know what you're It was asking. funny yeah. as the disciples. It says the disciples were indignant in verse 41. Mm -hmm. And what, what is so funny about this is I don't think they're indignant because they are so super holy. Like, wow, don't you get it, James and John? We're here to be right. humble <laughs> servants. That's true. Yeah. They're probably indignant because James and John beat them to the punch. Mm -hmm. They're like, dang it, I should have asked that first. And then Jesus, again, is like, you guys still, you don't get it. We're You're missing not seeing. it. Mm -hmm. So, again, like we said in Mark 8, right. there's these Mark and sandwiches. They don't see what's happening. Now, if you look at verses 46 through 52... Mm -hmm. It gets back to another uh, story on Jesus healing the blind. Yes. Because he's trying to show them with physical healing, there's a spiritual insight that we need. And blind Bartimaeus re receives his sight. Mm -hmm. And he's he's sitting there crying out in verse uh, right. 40, was it 47? Jesus mm -hmm. Christ, son of David, have mercy on me, please. People rebuking him. Quiet down. Shut up, dude. Stop yelling. Right. You're embarrassing yourself. And then Jesus uh, calls him out. And then it's, it's kind of funny because once the people see Jesus calls them, they're like, oh, oh hey, man, like, he's hey, hey, he's my buddy. Get on up <laughs> in your feet, man. Jesus wants to talk to you. Back pat. Like, hey, we're friends, right? Okay, good, go. And uh, Jesus asks him this really important question, yeah. though, and it's something that we do need to wrestle with. Jesus asks him in verse 51, what do you want me mm -hmm. to do for you? And on multiple occasions, Jesus asks this question, and he asks you and I that question as well. Yeah. And so we have to think through how would you answer it? Jesus asks you, what do you want me to do for you? And it's not like we need to win a lottery or we need to look a certain way or fit into a, a certain size of clothes. It's like, wait, what are your, some of your greatest needs? And, and Jesus even asking the question, mm. it kind of points to the fact that Jesus cares. He actually sees and hears right. and knows what, like, what we're going through and what we really need. Mm -hmm. And again, he's, again, re um, diverting the attention back to God, which mm -hmm. is kind of what you mm -hmm. get at it going back all the way back at verse 27. Yeah. If you go backtrack to the middle of the chapter, he says, remember with man, things are impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Jesus is like, <coughs> you're exactly right. It's impossible to save yourself, but God wants to bring restoration. Yeah. God wants to bring redemption to your life and into this world. And it's God's job to accomplish it. It's mm -hmm. his gift, beginning with our sin and salvation, but then other areas of our life as well. Yeah. And the purpose of that then is that we would use those areas of our life to testify mm -hmm. to God's goodness, to his glory. And so... I love all these stories like you, you just mentioned. So Jesus and the little children is all about him blessing and touching. Jesus and the rich young man is all about him loving and helping in, in empathy, helping him understand mm. his sin. And now Jesus and Bartimaeus is, is all about him connecting and, and really getting to the heart. You know, what do you want? And, and ultimately, even though there's still misunderstanding on the end of the mm. disciples, Jesus in, in all all of the the love and grace and humility that that he could muster shows us and he finishes the job he goes all the way because he knows that we in our finiteness are not going to understand yeah and so that's where we're headed mark's going to continue to yeah. paint um to 
to just show us really the way of the cross and, and help us understand with clarity uh, what it means and how it's, it's actually really good news for us. So thank you guys for joining us in Mark chapter 10. What mm-hmm. a gift. We're going to be back in Mark chapter 11. Um, just a lot of good stuff in here. So yeah. jump in for yourself. Please talk around the table. Talk with your roommate. Talk with your coworkers. Yeah. Uh, what a gift it is to be in the scriptures with you. So we'll, go, we'll continue in yep. the book of Mark. And uh, we hope you guys are blessed wherever you at, wherever you're at. Mark All chapter right. 12 tomorrow. God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.